There's no one like you. The Lord is God. The Lord is one. Lord, we praise you this morning. We exalt you. And we just, in this moment, we turn our hearts, our full attention to you. And we pray, Holy Spirit, that you will come and speak to our hearts. That you will do something in our hearts to the measure that we would walk out here different, Lord. I trust you that by your Spirit, come and convict of sin, righteousness, and judgment. Holy Spirit, you work in our lives right now. We trust you. We open up our hearts for you to move mightily in our midst. Thank you for your presence here, Lord. Thank you for your presence, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. So, for those of you that are visiting here, my name is Morris, um, and um, I, have a, I have a message, a word that I feel um, that the Lord wants to come and give us, and it's basically three words. And the three words is, and that's also the title of the message, is love the Lord. Love the Lord. Amen. Love the Lord. <laughs> it's not a sad message. It's actually very exciting. <laughs> um, and I believe that if you're going to take this to heart, it's going to change how you exit this year, and how you will enter the new year. And you will hear there's a lot of talk that the year is coming to an end. It's, it's like for some of us, um, I mean, next week we're going to have the family celebration, and some of us are actually going on leave, and then we'll most probably see some of you actually only in the new year. But I believe this is key. These three words are very key for us. And if you forget anything of everything that I said this morning, you remember these three words, love the Lord, then you'll do well. Let's read together in Luke 10, verse 25 to 28. If you want to turn there in your Bibles, you're welcome to do that. If you want to look at the screen, it's also up there. And it says, and behold, a lawyer stood up and, and put him to the test. And now this lawyer came to test Jesus. And he's saying, teacher, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? And he said to him, what is written in the law? How do you read it? Okay, and then he responds. And he answered, you shall love the Lord your God with all of your heart, with all of your soul, and with all of your strength, and with all of your mind. And your neighbor as yourself. And he said to him, Jesus said to him, You have answered correctly. Do this and you will live. Love the Lord your God with all of your heart, with all your soul, and all of your strength. Do this and you will live. Do this and you will live. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there's this bit. <laughs> that's, the, that's the sermon. Do this <laughs> and you will live. Um, and this guy, 
He was actually testing Jesus. He wasn't doing this actually like, at a, like with a pure heart. He wanted to come and put Jesus to the test. And there's other occasions in the other Gospels where they ask Jesus, what's the greatest commandment? And Jesus says, love the Lord your God with all of your heart, with all of your soul, all of your strength, and then love your neighbors as yourself. And that's what Keenan spoke about um, two weeks ago. So I'm going to focus on the first part. <laughs> Keenan. <laughs> Um, now, actually, this guy, he was, he was quoting a portion of Scripture that was actually very central to the Hebrew belief of faith. And he was quoting a portion of Scripture out of Deuteronomy 6. Um, and um, this portion of Scripture in Deuteronomy 6 is called the Shema. And basically, for thousands of years... The people were reciting this as a prayer in the morning and in the evening. This was their prayer. And I want to read the prayer to you. For thousands of years, this is the prayer. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all of your heart, with all of your soul, and with all of your strength. For thousands of years, this was a prayer that they prayed every, every morning and every evening. And we're going to look at what does it mean to love the Lord your God with all of your heart, with all of your strength, and with everything that's within you. But just some context. This, this portion of Scripture, this is Moses speaking, and he's actually preparing the new generation. We, we know that God brought um, the people out of Egypt, and then they sent out the spies to check out this this promised land that God has promised, and they said, no, there's giants, and there's these big things, and only two of them had faith. And then for, for 40 years, one generation walked around in the desert and not entering the promise. And now Moses is speaking to the new generation. He says, okay, you're about to enter the promise that has been promised even to Abraham. You're about to enter that. And this is what you need to take heed of. Love the Lord, your God, with all of your heart, with all of your soul, and with all of your strength. They're about to go into a pagan nation. They're about to go into a place where there's idolatry, where they worship anything that was created, from war to, to the moon, to the stars, to all these crazy things. They're about to go into the setting, and God says, the, the thing that's going to keep you is loving me, with all of your heart, with all of your soul, and with all of your strength. That is the thing. If you do this, you will live. If you do this, you will live. And, you know, Moses said to them, And these words that I command you today shall be on your heart. You will merit, verse, four, uh, verse 6, it says, You will... It will be on your heart. You'll meditate on it. You shall teach them diligently to your children and shall talk of them when you sit in your house and when you walk by the way and when you lie down and when you rise. These words will be so core to who you are as a people. If you have them at the center of who you are, you will live. And then it says you shall bind them as a sign to your hand and they shall be um, as frontlets between your eyes. 
It's like this was very key to, to, to the people of God. It, going into that which the Lord has promised, into an area where there's giants, where there's idolatry of any form and shape. He gives them these words. And it starts with, Hear, O Israel. And I want to say this morning, Hear, O Wellington AM. Hear, O Wellington AM. That word here is the word Shema. And it actually, that's where this prayer got its name, is from that first word, hear. So that it starts by hearing. But what's interesting about this word, it is not just this hearing of sound. It is actually doing what you hear. So in the word, there is a, a hearing, but there's a responding. So it's not... I hear Morris's words this morning. There is a, there's a word out that, that says, Hear, O Israel. Hear, O Wellington, I am. Take, take note. Focus. Pay attention to what I'm going to say right now. Because this is what's going to keep you. And then it says this following. Um, the Lord our God. It starts with that. Holy it starts with him. The Lord our God. The Lord is one. There is no one like him. You're going into amongst the people where there is so many other gods, idols, created things. The Lord our God. The Lord is one. He stands alone. He stands alone. He stands alone. It's like focus. Let me draw your attention to this very core thing, th this important thing. The Lord, our God, the Lord is one. And then he says, love the Lord your God with all of your heart. Now, if you go and look at the, the, Hebrew, the Hebrew words, basically what it means to love the Lord, it means not just an emotional feeling. It's not just an emotion, but it also means something of a decision of your will. It's a decision that you make of that you are going to devote yourself wholeheartedly to God and it involves your emotions, your will, your mind, everything about you. That first part, I love the Lord, not just with my emotions and when I sing and worship, but with my decisions, my thoughts, everything about me. I'm going to love you, Lord, because if I'm not going to do that, I'm going to die and I'm going to perish in this land which I'm going into. I need to give you everything in my heart. I need to love you with all of my heart, not just my emotions, not just when I worship, but if, in my thoughts, my thinking. Everything is yours, Lord. I'm loving you with that. So every day God's people are called to devote to God their whole body and mind, their feelings, their desires, their future, their failures, everything. That's what it means to love the Lord with all of your heart. Everything. So the first part is it actually love the Lord with all of your heart. It means everything. <laughs> okay. Now the second one, love the Lord your God with your, all of your soul. Now the word there is nefesh. 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 <laughs> and it basically literally means throat. <laughs> and it's... And it, what it comes down to is you are a nephish. <laughs> you are a living creature. You are a living being. 
So you are to love the Lord with all of your being, of who you are. And sometimes we think soul is your, 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 your emotions. But in the Hebrew text, it was, it was your whole being. So love the Lord with your God. Love the Lord your God with your feelings, your emotions, everything in you. And then love the Lord your God with your whole being. So it's love Him with everything. Love Him with everything. And then it gets to the last word. Love Him with all of your strength. I always thought there was like, yeah, it's my body. I'm going to use, therefore, present your body to the Lord as a living sacrifice. That's, that was what I think. I thought. And then when I was looking at the Scripture, I said, oh, it's different. Strength, actually, in this portion of Scripture, um, is the word mihot. No? You, you, you're learning Hebrew today, yeah? <laughs> mihot. <laughs> Say mihot. <laughs> okay. Now, actually, this word is used 300 times in the Bible, and only once it's translated as strength, and it's in this verse. Every other time, it means something like very or much. So it's, it basically says, love the Lord your God with your muchness. <laughs> it's not strength. So it's love the Lord your God, with everything, your emotions, your thoughts, everything who you are. Love Him with your whole being. And then loving with your muchness. That's a strange way to say it. Like, oh, what does that mean? But basically what this word was used, it was used as an advert. Which was to amplify. When you say somebody, like I say my wife is beautiful. If I want to use mihod, I would say my, my wife is very beautiful. <laughs> and it's like the... It's the amplification of what you've just said. So it's three times of loving Him with everything that you are. Do you get it? Huh? So I want to read this to you. Um, so in this prayer, people are called to love the Lord your God with all of your heart that is your will, affections, all your soul. That is your whole life, your physical being. And with all their mihot, their muchness, which come basically down to mihot can it, I, I ten, intensify words meaning to total capacity. To this final thing that you use the love of God. Of, then this final thing, strength, is not a thing. It's actually everything. It's not a thing. You're loving God with everything. So if you thought, I'm loving Him with all my heart, that's everything. Then He says, no, 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 no. All of your soul. <laughs> that means everything. Okay, cool. And then every, every, everything. Loving Him with everything. And if you do this, you will live. And I prayed this every morning and every evening to remind themselves. And then they still <laughs> didn't get it right. <laughs> and I'm, I'm going to give some hope here <laughs> later on. But um, I just want to say this one more thing about mihot before we transition to something new. It's like loving God with your, with your mihot means devoting every possibility, opportunity, and capacity to have to honoring God. Every possibility, every opportunity, devoting it to the Lord. 
Now, the opposite of this is quite interesting. If you go and look at 2 Timothy 3. Now, this is loving the Lord your God with everything, 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 muchness, okay? Then, this is what it looks like where we don't love the Lord. And in 2 Timothy 3, verse 1 to 5, and this is a picture of the, of the, of the last days. And it says, but mark this, there will be terrible times in the last days. People will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boastful, proud, abusive, disobedient to their parents. <laughs> um, these, well, I think that's always been there, but anyway. <laughs> lovers of, where am I now? Um, ungrateful, unholy, without love, unforgiven, slanderous, without self-control, brutal, not lovers of the good, treacherous, rash, conceited, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God. And I think this is what the people of God actually walked into when they walked into Canaan. They walked into lovers of themselves, lovers of money, lovers of pleasure. And this is the world for you. My father-in-law has the saying, this is human beings for you. <laughs> All right. <laughs> is that we have this thing in us that we want to love other things. But the Lord says, if you want to live, love me first. Love me second. Love me third. Love me fourth. Love me everything. Love me with all of your heart, and then you will live. The heart of every problem is a problem in the heart. The heart of every problem is a problem in the heart. That's why we sometimes are struggling. Because I think we're coming to the end of this year. And a question that we need to ask us, if we're not alive, if we're not living, how much have we fallen trapped to loving pleasure, loving money? Even Black Friday, the biggest payment in South Africa was 800,000 rand. <laughs> One payment. Between seven and nine, they had the most sales. Because <laughs> people were <laughs> loving, lovers of money, of things. And God says, if you love me first, these things will not draw your heart. It will not pull you. Other gods will not pull you. They're actually dead. They have ears, but they cannot hear. They have eyes, but they cannot see. They are created. They're dead. They are not alive. There's only one. The Lord, our God, He is one. But then you tell me, Morris, I'm not that bad. <laughs> I'm, I'm okay. I, I, I worship Jesus. I, I go to church. I mean, I go to community every week, Morris. I am, I'm not in the Second Timothy bracket. I think I'm maybe not reaching the, the, the Shema kind of, but I'm, I'm not in that bracket, Morris. So I'm okay. And then I want to just read this scripture to you. In Revelation 3, <laughs> they're speaking to um, the church in Laodicea. And, and, he, and it, the, the scripture, I'm just going to read a few verses there. I'm not going to read. 
I know your deeds and that you are neither cold or hot. Oh, that you, I know your deeds, that you are neither cold nor hot. I wish you were either one or the other. So because you are lukewarm, neither hot or cold, I'm about to spit you out of my mouth. So being in the middle is also not the place you want to be. <laughs> you don't want to be in 2 Timothy. <laughs> you don't want to be in the middle. <laughs> because if you be in 2 Timothy, you're cold. And you're not living. You're not living. Actually, you'll find yourself getting tired and, 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 and drawn and, and, and just focusing on so many things. And then you don't want to be in the middle because that's lukewarm. That's where you're being spit out. You want to be in the camp where you love the Lord your God with all of your heart, with all of your strength, and all of your soul. I'm coming to a close this morning, and I, I want to read a scripture in Luke 10. This is for me an example of somebody that actually lived this. It's about Mary. Three times the name of Mary has been mentioned, and all these three times she was found at the feet of Jesus. But this is one of the portions where her name is mentioned. And you know what's interesting? As I was preparing this, every time I read this, I felt the Holy Spirit. So I believe there are keys in when we're reading this. Maybe I won't mention it over the mic, but there are keys that the Lord actually wants to speak to your heart as I read this. So let's read together in Luke 10, verse 38 to 48. Verse 38. And now, as they went on their way, Jesus entered a village. Just to give you context. So we read earlier where Jesus is speaking to this lawyer. And then he says, who's my neighbor? And then he tells the story of the Samaritan, which is loving your neighbor. And now he gets to this part, which is loving the Lord. All right. And it says here, um, now as they went on their way, Jesus entered the village. And a woman named Martha welcomed him into her house. And she had a sister called Mary, who sat at the Lord's feet and listened to his teaching. But Martha was distracted. That word stood out for me. With much serving. And she went up to him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Tell her then to help me. But the Lord answered her, Martha, Martha, you are anxious and troubled about many things. But one thing is necessary. Love the Lord. And now he goes on, Mary has chosen the good portion, which will not be taken away from her. And we know that, in a sense, there's nothing wrong in a sense of serving and giving of ourselves. It's part of our values. But in this moment, the thing that was important was sitting and hearing what Jesus wanted to say. And I think sometimes we live lives that are distracted. When last did you just slow down and hear what Jesus wants to say to you? My motors, I'm busy. It's this year in function. It's that thing. This thing at church. This thing. Yes. But how is that helping you? <laughs> it's actually making you tired. It's actually causing stress and gray hair. 
It's actually overwhelming you. And Mary was sitting at the feet of Jesus, and she was listening to Jesus. I believe some of us, actually, when we go into this holiday, to not end up in the camp of Second Timothy, we need to love him. Because our flesh will want to indulge because it's been a busy year, and I want to just uh, eat whatever I need to eat, and, and just like whatever, and be gluttonous, and spend what I need to um, do or whatever. It's just all about me, lovers of self. <coughs> lovers of pleasure. But that doesn't lead to life. What leads to life is loving Him with everything that's in your heart. This is not a difficult message, <laughs> but it's difficult to, to walk it out. Now, Jesus said these words, and I, I'm, I'm so thankful that he said this. <laughs> because if you feel like, oh my goodness, what am I going to do? <laughs> I'm not going to, I mean, Morris, it's difficult. I, how do I live? How do I love him with all of, I mean, my heart just want to go to pleasure. My heart just want to go to um, what I like. I, I, I think I'm amazing. <laughs> I want to worship myself. And, or when you're in an insecure kind of place, you, you're even worshiping yourself because it's all about you. Jesus wants you to take your eyes off yourself and look at him. In John 14, it says the following. Um, it says, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. So one of the things that, that's a sign that we actually love him is that we keep his commandments. That we do hear Shema. Not only hear, but do what he tells us. And then he says, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another helper to be with you forever. I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. Whoever has my commandments and keep them, he it is who loves me. And he who loves me will be loved by my Father. And I will love him and manifest myself to him. He has given us a helper, the Holy Spirit. So you sit here and you think, I may be in the lukewarm group. <laughs> I may be in the Second Timothy group. I'm, I want to be in loving the Lord with all my heart. But Maris, it's, it's not to get a place of being, what am I going to do? He has sent you the Holy Spirit. So all you need to do this morning with what you heard is this, Lord, help me. I want to love you. Because I know you said, if I love you with all my heart, I will live. I'll have life. Do you think you can pray that prayer this morning? In Revelation 2, it speaks about this church, and it says in Ephesus, and it says all the great things that they have done right, and it says the following, but I have this against you, that you have abandoned the love that you had at first. Have you abandoned the love that you had at first. And I'm asking you because this is what I felt the Lord said. If we can deal with this heart question, this heart question, it will change 
It will change our tiredness. It will change our anxiety. It will change our fears. It will change everything. Because if God thought this is important to tell a new generation to go into a land that He has called them to take, and this is important, then this is important for us, for us also. And then verse 5, it says, Remember therefore from where you have fallen, repent and do the works you did at first. If not, I will come and remove your lampstand from its place unless you repent. And then verse 7 says, He who has an ear, not just hear, but do, hear what the Spirit says to the church, to Wellington. To the one who conquers, I will grant to eat of the tree of life. If you'll do this, he will live. If you're not, you'll struggle. And maybe the reason why some of us are struggling is not our work that is keeping us busy. It's not the... It's actually a heart problem. And we need to come back to our first love. Is it amen or aina? <laughs> I want to say this. Guys, if we get this, it will change everything. This is actually the medicine <laughs> that's going to actually change your condition of where you are at, at this moment. And it will actually propel you into what the Lord has for you for the rest of this year, closing out, in how you're going to spend your time, but also how you're going to go into this new year. And you'll come here running, and the elders have to catch up with you. <laughs> because of what the Lord, you're loving Him in your muchness, with everything that is in you. So in a moment, I'm going to call for a response, and we're actually going to respond in worship. And we're going to love the Lord our God with all of our heart, and with all of our soul, and with all of our strength, with our muchness. But I want you to, to first, before you pour out your heart, the scripture in Revelation says, um, come, if remember where you have fallen, and then repent. Turn to Him. And then there might be a time where we're going to say, Holy Spirit, we need the helper. We need the helper to come and help us <laughs> because we want to love the Lord because we want to live with everything that is in us. All right, but before we get to that, I want to just, there might be some of us here that actually do not know Jesus. 